Father, we thank you this day. We give you honor and glory. Thank you, Lord, for the Bible says the entrance of thy word. Bring it light and understanding to the simple. The simple is the humble. So, Father, we humble ourselves before your mighty word. The Bible says you've exalted your word above your names. So, Father, we acknowledge that your word is ultimate authority. And, Father, we submit to your word. We submit to whatever you say. Mary said to the man, he said, whatever, she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And Lord, we understand that obedience to your word is the key to all kinds of blessings. So Father, we declare that your word is above all things here in this place today. And Lord, we accept your word like it is. And we thank you, Lord, that as your word will come today, it will change us. Your word says we behold like in a mirror the glory of God. We are being changed from one level of glory to another. May your word bring about change in our lives today. I pray, Lord, that not one person will leave this place like they have come. Not only those that are here, but also those that are watching by way of the World Wide Web. Do a major work in each life today. Impact, impart, change, transform, renew, encourage, energize, infuse. Do whatever you want to do today. Let your spirit move mightily. In Jesus' name, Amen. everyone said. Amen. Praise God. As we are looking at the covenant of prosperity, um, under the covenant of prosperity, I began to talk about inevitable keys to prosperity. Now, if you've not been with us since I started, it's been almost two months or over two months since I began talking about this particular uh, topic, a covenant of prosperity, then I would encourage you to please go to our website. You heard when Pam just talked about it, riveristanbul.com. And uh, go there and access the materials we have there. I've been speaking about, the, about this. I've talked about so many, so many things under this topic, the covenant of prosperity. But I've established that we all have a covenant. Say it with me, I have a covenant with God. Say it if you, if you really mean it, say it well. Good. You have a covenant with God. You have a covenant that was cut by the precious blood of Jesus. And I said to you, when you came in to the house of God, when you came into the family of God, you came into a covenant with God. How did you come in? You came in when you gave your life to Jesus. That's how you came in. Are you listening to me? That's how you came in. The Bible says if a man is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. If a man is in Christ, that shows us that you were not in Christ. The day came when you came into Christ. In the anointed one and in his anointing, you came in. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17, correct? If a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
So you became a member of the family of God. You became a member of the household of God. That's actually how the Bible puts it. That you have become a member of the household of God. Amen. I'm sure there is a church that's known as a household of God somewhere in the world. But I need you to understand that everyone that's born again is a member of the household of God. Because the household of God is a spiritual house. I said it's a spiritual house. And when you gave your life to Jesus, you came into the house of God. Now you are no more a stranger. The Bible says you become a citizen. That one says, I'm a citizen. Say, so you are a citizen of heaven. That amen needs prayer. Amen. I say, <laughs> you are a citizen of heaven. Amen. Now people make a big deal of the passport they carry. They say, my passport does not need a visa. To go to this country and that country and I can travel wherever I want to. All I need to do is just get my ticket and get on the plane and fly. And I get to the border crossing and they look at my passport and they just let me in. They shake hands and I come in. But some other passports, you, you have to apply. You wait. They set up an interview date for you. The way it's done now, you actually set up an interview date for yourself based on the openings that they have in, on their website. So you set up an interview date, and then you go for your interview, and they interview you, and then you leave the office. You go back home, and you wait for, for a while. And then one day, your passport shows up at the post office. And you get a message that your passport has been delivered. And as you're heading to pick up your passport, there are two things on your mind. <laughs> maybe there is a visa in it, or maybe there is not. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And if you haven't traveled before, what is mostly on your mind is there is no visa. <laughs> Correct? Correct? Now, I know some of you don't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, some of you don't, don't understand what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is the reality to so very many. For some, you've applied and they put a stamp of refusal. Is that correct? Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is this. Don't get caught up in passports now what I'm, <laughs> and in visas. What I'm trying to say is this, that you have become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen. You carry the strongest, the greatest passport Amen. there is. Amen. Now, you, you, may not, you, you may have been refused visas, but don't be discouraged. God has given you the strongest passport. You are, a, <laughs> you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen. And listen, when this is all said and done, this passport will cause you to be raptured. Amen. See, those that have these earthly passports, 
and think they can travel with these earthly natural passports to wherever they want to, the day is coming when that passport will do them no good. The only passport that you need to make it to heaven is becoming a child of God. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. That's the only passport you need to make it to heaven. Now, all of that passports, they may be important. They are important, but not as important as this one. Now, I just got caught up on talking about being a citizen. Amen. I'm a citizen of heaven. I said I'm a citizen of heaven. I said I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Come on now, you've got to think like this. You've got to talk like this. You must allow this thing take a hold of your consciousness. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. Praise God. And, and the thing about the kingdom of God is it has the ability to supersede every other kingdoms. So if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, this kingdom that you are a part of supersedes every other kingdoms. Come on now, say amen. amen. So I'm glad I'm a citizen and I'm sure you are glad you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. Can someone say amen? amen. Now I said all of that to emphasize that you came into this covenant when you became a child of God. And because you've come into this covenant and you have become a member of the household of God, you've become a citizen of the kingdom of God, you do not need rules and regulations. You do not need keys necessarily to understand all that has been made available to you in Christ. I've said to you that a child does not live in his father's house because of the rules or because of the principles that he knows. A child lives in his father's house by virtue of what? Birth. A child lives in his father's house by virtue of birth. So we have to understand that by virtue of salvation, we have access to all that Jesus Christ died and paid for. Amen. By virtue of what? Birth. If a man is in Christ, if a man is in Christ, if a man is in Christ, I'm telling you this is one verse that we've got to think about. We've got to think about this over and over again. We've got to meditate on this one verse over and over again. We must come to terms with what the word of God says. If a man is in Christ, this man is not who he used to be. This man has become a new creation. And when the Bible says you become a new creation, the Bible says that you've come into all that God has available to you. Listen, all that the kingdom of darkness has got to offer has nothing to do with you. You are free from sin. Oh, that amen is... I say you are free from sin. Oh, Pastor Godwell, you don't know what I did last week. Listen, I know what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Are you listening to me? You are free from sin. You are no more a sinner. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner, but now you are no more a sinner. Amen. Now you become the righteousness of God Amen. in Christ Jesus. Amen. You see, even your righteousness is in Christ. Your righteousness is not in your ability. 
Your righteousness is not in how nice you speak. Your righteousness is not in how good you give. Your righteousness is not based on all the outward performance. Your righteousness is in Christ. If a man is in Christ, a man is righteous. Come on now, say amen. amen. The Bible says, he that did not know sin became sin, or you can say became sin sacrifice, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. We were made righteous. We did not become righteous by ability. We did not become righteous by what someone did or what we did. We became righteous by what Jesus did. And all we had to do was to come in faith and receive what Jesus did. Can I also tell you, the faith with which you became righteous was not your faith. It was also given to you. Oh my God, that's a good one. You see, listen, you had nothing to offer. You had, hey, all that you got was given. You had nothing. It's not like you brought something on the table. God brought 90%, you brought 10%. Or God brought 99%, you brought 1%. In actual fact, you brought nothing to the table. Everything you have today was given to you. The faith to be born again was given to you. How does faith come? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you heard the word of God, the word of God brought faith to you. And that it was that faith that caused you to stand up and caused you to walk up to the front. And caused you to lift up your hands and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me all my sin. And guess what happened when you said those, those words? Jesus came into your heart. Uh, salvation came into your heart. Freedom came into your heart. Deliverance came into your heart. Your life is not the same anymore because the Bible says whom the Son shall set free is free indeed. Come on, if you're free, give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord in the house this morning. Hallelujah! The Bible says by, by grace you were saved through faith, not of your works. It is a gift from God, lest any man should boast. Come on, I say amen. amen. By grace. I won't say by grace. by grace. What is grace? Grace is undeserved favor. You did not deserve it, but God gave it. Come on, I say amen. amen. By grace, you were saved through faith. Faith that came from God. Grace that came from God. Nothing you had to offer. Listen, all you got was death. All you had was death. For the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23. But the gift. Everyone said the gift. Ha! It's a gift. But the gift of God. Is, I know this is too simple for you. Some of you want to hear some Hebrew and some Greek. This is so simple for you. But listen, it's in the simplicity of the gospel that the power of God is revealed. It's in the simplicity of the gospel that people's hearts are changed. It's in the simplicity of the gospel that the Holy Spirit does a work in the hearts of those that are listening. I'm not here to complicate what is simple. I'm here to simplify the simple. Because it is very important that you understand. All that's been made available to you because you are in Christ. Amen. Everyone say to me, I am in Christ. I am in Christ. I'm a child of God. I'm, child. I'm not who I used to be. Old things have passed away. 
All things have become new. I am not a sinner. Saved by grace. I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. If you believe it, shout your loudest amen. amen. Glory to God. Now, this is something that we cannot overemphasize. The more you think about this, the deeper it gets. And listen, you've got to remind yourself. Remind yourself, remind yourself, remind yourself. I'm a new creation. I'm not in the house of God because of what I did right. And listen to me. I will not remain in the house of God because of what I do right. <laughs> I like this message. I'm getting blessed by it. <laughs> I am not in the house of God because of what I did right. Neither will I remain in the house of God because of what I do right. I'm in the house of God by grace. And I'm going to remain in the house by grace. Some people, say, some people say, no, Pastor God, you've got to put some work. You've got to put some work. You've got to put something. Yeah, the works we do comes by grace. Are you listening to me? The works we do comes by grace. See, because if it does not come by grace, then you are the one doing it. And it will not produce. Praise God. Amen. So we, have, we established and we are still further establishing that if you are a child of God, you've got a covenant. Tell your neighbor, I've got a covenant. Good. Tell yourself, I have a covenant with Almighty God. I am a child of God. God is my father indeed. He loves me. He has my best interest at heart. He's looking out for me. Praise God. So I began to talk about in inevitable keys to prosperity. Uh, I, I guess it was um, the Sunday before I went on vacation. I talked about hard work. Now, this is under this covenant of prosperity, okay? So, inevitable keys to prosperity. Now, the reason why I, I needed to establish your position first is because I do not want you believing that it is just through keys you arrive at what God wants you to achieve. Because this is not motivational speaking. This is the gospel. And it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes. Are you listening to me? So I, I, I had to do that. Establish your place. Know that you are a child of God. Know that you're a son. You are a daughter of Almighty God. And you've got a place in God. And you've got a covenant. Now we can begin to talk about the things... Required for you to see the manifestation of the potential. That's why I began to talk about hard work. And I said to you, just to remind you, hard work does not just mean lifting heavy weights. Rather, it means putting in your best into what you do. Now, what is your best? 
as a student? I can answer that question for you, but you've got to answer for yourself. What is your best as a business person? What is your best as a musician? Have you made up your mind that you won't be average? See, you've got to do what you need to do so that you are on top of your game. That's what I mean by hard work. Can someone say amen? amen. Now, we're not going to dwell too much on that. I want to move on. Today, I want to speak to you, since I'm talking about inevitable keys to prosperity, I want to speak to you today on God's wisdom. Everyone say God's wisdom. When you read the book of 1 Kings chapter 3, you don't have to turn there, but in 1 Kings chapter 3, the Bible tells us of a man by the name Solomon, who at this time had become the king of Israel in place of his father David. And he goes to Gibeon, and he offered a thousand burnt offerings to God. Everyone say a thousand. So the guy was not a small giver. The guy was a big giver. Say he was a big giver. Good. There's nothing wrong in giving big to God. Let me repeat that. There's nothing wrong in giving big. That's a good place. Somebody should say amen. amen. The man gave a thousand bond offerings to God. And the Bible says in the night, God appeared to him in a dream. And God asked Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? Solomon said to God, I am a, I'm a young man. I do not know how to go out or come in. In other words, I am inexperienced. And you've given me this great people of yours. And you want me to lead them, but how can I lead them if I've got no wisdom? And Solomon said, give me a wise and an understanding heart. Are you listening to me? Give me what? A wise and an understanding heart. So Solomon basically was asking God for wisdom. Now here is my question to you. If Jesus shows up in your house tonight and asks you this question, what do you want me to do for you? What will the answer be? Now, I don't want you to run into a conclusion now. I don't want you to answer this question quickly. But I want you to think about it. What will your answer be? What would you ask the Lord to do for you? This is very important. Don't be quick to answer. Don't be quick. But praise God, Solomon asked the Lord to give him wisdom. And if you keep reading the story, the Bible says, and the request of Solomon pleased the Lord. Pleased the Lord. And the Lord said to Solomon, I have given you a wise and an understanding heart. But I've also given you that which you have not asked for. Both riches and honor. And, and when you begin to study on wisdom, you will understand why God would say what he said to Solomon. You begin to understand why wisdom is the principal thing. <laughs> you begin to understand why it is important to ask for wisdom than anything else. Are you listening to me? Look at Proverbs chapter 3. I want to read from verse 13. 
to verse 24. Proverbs 3, 13 to 24. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Happy, not sad. Happy. When you find wisdom, wisdom will make you happy. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profit of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Did you hear that? All the things you may desire do not compare with wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand. Do you want to live long? Get wisdom. Now, I'm telling you, because when you have wisdom, you won't do dumb things that will sh cut your life short. That's a fact. Listen, you know people can drink themselves to death? You know people can smoke themselves to death? You know people can go to the wrong place? And be destroyed. And guess what? People will blame God. Why, why did God not protect them? Listen. You've got to understand. Wisdom protects you. Wisdom keeps you safe. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand. Riches and honor. You see now? Remember what God said to Solomon? God said, because you've asked for wisdom, I've also given you what you have not asked for. Riches and honor. Because you see, when you have wisdom, riches and honor follows. Oh my God. I said, when you have wisdom, riches and honor will come along with wisdom. Because wisdom will deliver to you riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. Now, so when it says happy are those who retain her, it simply implies that it is possible to have wisdom and lose wisdom. I'm going to show you how to retain wisdom in this message. But it says happy are those who retain wisdom. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son or my daughter, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So there will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble when you lie down you will not be afraid yes you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet oh my god this is awesome if you want to write this you can write this down wisdom is applying the knowledge of the truth to any issue of your life to see the fulfillment should I read that again? Wisdom is applying the knowledge of the truth to any issue of your life to see the fulfillment. Did you get that? 
So we can say simply that wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Should I repeat that? Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Let me read this again. Wisdom is applying the knowledge of the truth. Knowledge of what? So it means you've got to know something. Uh-huh. See, ignorant people don't have wisdom. Because wisdom is applying knowledge. You can't apply wisdom if you don't have knowledge. Because a lack of knowledge is a lack of wisdom. Anyone getting this? <laughs> You've got to know something before you require wisdom. But see, it's possible to know and not have wisdom though. A lot of people know, but they don't know how to apply. Uh -huh. So the lack of application is it's, it's the lack of wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? You can know a lot of things. How many of you have seen people who know a lot of things? They have a lot of degrees, but they don't, it doesn't work. Uh-huh. Two master's degrees, two PhDs, and they have all kinds of knowledge, but it's not working for them. Hmm? Anybody? Huh? How many of you have ever sat with someone who talks the whole day? But when you look at their life, it's not working. Uh -huh. They know, but they can't apply. Because the inability to apply is the lack of wisdom. Wisdom is the right application of what you know. Wisdom is the ability to apply your dreams. You can have a dream, but if you don't know how to apply it, it's not going to work. It is wisdom that enables you to apply what you're dreaming. You can dream all day long, but if you've got no wisdom, your dream is just a dream. Many die with their dreams. Never seeing it come to pass. Never seeing it come to manifestation. Why? Lack of. Because wisdom is the right application of what you know. Hmm. See, you can know, but if you don't know how to apply, you've got no wisdom. And what you know will not benefit you. Have you sat with people who just talk and talk? You say, this guy is smart, but you look at his life, he's not working. Have you talked to people who, who can advise everyone else but can't advise themselves? No, talk to me now. You know what I'm talking about. If you understand what I mean. They, my God, every subject, every topic, they have an answer for. They can advise you on how to do this and do that. But the advice they give you, they don't give to themselves. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they know everything. They are politicians. They are footballers. They know everything, you know? They know everything. But you look at their lives, you see that it's not working. Because they lack wisdom. Notice, the Bible says here that wisdom will make you wealthy. Now, don't just, don't get caught up in money now. When it says wisdom will make you wealthy, don't just get caught up in money. Because there are so many areas of wealth. Everyone says so many areas of wealth. When you talk about wealth, we're not just talking about having a lot of money. That is part of it. But there are so many areas of wealth. So this thing you know should work for you. If it's not working for you, it's because you've got no wisdom. You have a lot of head knowledge, but you don't know how to apply what you know. You've backed a lot of degrees, but they are not working for you. It's because 
You lack wisdom. Mm. You can advise everybody about your marriage, but your, your own is falling apart. You can advise everybody about their business, but your business is not working. Come on now, talk to me. You can advise everybody about academics, but you've got no... It's not working. Come on now. Anybody here in the house? Am I preaching? So wisdom is applying the knowledge of the truth to any issue of your life to see the fulfillment. We all want fulfillment. I believe that each one here today has been given a divine mandate. There is a godly, heavenly mandate on your life. There are things you have been dreaming of. Correct? Mm. But then you look at your life and you are getting frustrated. Listen to me. You've got to go for wisdom. I say you've got to go for wisdom. And as I preach along these lines, I believe that God will baptize you in the spirit of his wisdom. Oh, that amen needs prayer. I say God will baptize you in the spirit of his wisdom. Glory to God. (laughs) Listen to this. Your life is not too complicated that wisdom cannot simplify. (laughs) I like that. I don't care how twisted your life is right now as I speak. Wisdom will untwist it. I don't care how complicated your life is right now. Pastor God, you don't know all the mistakes I've done. My life is so complicated. I don't even know how to come out of this. Wisdom will bring you out. Say, wisdom will show you the right steps to take. To come out from the hole that you put yourself in. Wisdom will show you how to undo what you did. Wisdom will show you how to take the right path in life. You say, but I wasted. No, wisdom will also bring about a recovery of the things that you've lost. Listen, there is nothing wisdom cannot bring. Your life is not so complicated for wisdom not to uh, simplify. Wisdom will simplify your life. Wisdom will not complicate your life. Can someone say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Once you get wisdom to deal with a situation, that situation becomes a piece of cake. Listen, you know what? When you get wisdom, you see like God. Oh, you don't get it. I said, when you get wisdom, you see like God. You see what God sees that many don't see. And how many of you know that if you can see like God sees, what is difficult becomes simplified. That's why I said, once wisdom comes, even the complicated issues of life becomes a piece of cake. You know what a piece of cake is? The way they say it in English? Piece of cake. That's a piece of cake. Right? Can you do that? Oh, yeah, of course. The piece of cake. Say it with me. It's a piece of cake. Your life is not so complicated that wisdom cannot simplify. Can someone shout praise God? Praise God. Mm. Wisdom is knowing how to accomplish your goals and deal with the issues of your life. Let me read that again. Wisdom is knowing how to accomplish your goals and deal with the issues of life. How many of you have got goals? How many of you have got things you want to accomplish? Some of you did not. Well, some of you did. Some of you didn't lift your hand. Some of you don't have any goals. 
Because <laughs> I asked the question and some people didn't lift their hands. There are goals that you want to achieve and accomplish. 2020. 2021. 2022. If the rapture does not take place. 2024. Goals. I won't say goals. Mm. So wisdom will enable you to accomplish those goals. Wisdom will help you with the right timing. You know some people are playing catch-up? Do you know some people are playing catch-up? You know what catch-up is? Catch-up. They're trying to catch up. Catch-up, catch-up. Not catch-up. Catch. <laughs> not, I'm not talking about uh, potato chips. Uh, no. Or like they say, French fries. No, I'm not talking about French fries. And ketchup. I'm talking about ketchup. Catch. C-A-T-C-H. Up. Ketchup. People are playing ketchup. They, they're trying to catch up with life. They can, they, they've missed a lot of things in the past. They, be, listen, you know why people miss things in the past? You know why it seems like they are not where they should be? Because they had no wisdom for timing. Are you listening to me? Listen, there is a proper timing to accomplish some things. Come on, say amen. amen. Proper timing. Now, now this, I'm not shooting anybody when I say this stuff. Now, because you might start thinking, oh, but I haven't done this, I haven't done this, I haven't done that, I haven't da, 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 da. Listen, you're going to, of course, follow God. And God has different timing for everybody. I understand that. Come on now, say amen. amen. But it's important that you understand the timing of God for you. God's timing for this brother, it's not God's timing for this man. Are you listening to me? But it's important that he understands God's timing for his life. And when it is time for him to accomplish that, he needs wisdom to do so. But if he's got no wisdom, it'll pass by. He'll miss it. And then two, three years later, he's going to be playing catch up. Are you listening to me? So wisdom will also help you with timing. Everyone say timing. There is time for everything under the sun. Is that not what the Bible says? Praise God. So wisdom is knowing how to accomplish your goals and deal with the issues of your life. Having a plan is one thing. Knowing how to make it happen is another. So many people have dreams but do not know how to bring them to manifestation. People say they are limited by a lack of funds. Have you heard that before? Well, you know, I couldn't do that because I did not have the money. But you know, let me tell you, you are not limited by lack of money. You're limited by lack of wisdom. <laughs> I know people, listen to me. I'm telling you, this is a fact. You're not limited by a lack of money. You're limited by a lack of wisdom. Have you noticed that there are things you can accomplish without money? Even though it requires money. Oh, yeah. There are things you can accomplish without money, even though it requires money. You see, if you keep thinking that you've got to put together all the money before you get that thing done, you might wait for a very long time. But wisdom will 
show you who to talk to. <laughs> Listen, there are people with money that want to invest into something that will thrive. All they need is the project. They will invest in it. They will invest in it. If you have it, you propose it to them. They'll pay for it. See, it's not a lack of money. It's a lack of... Uh -huh. It's a lack of wisdom. Because if you know what needs to be done, and you are hindered by money... It means there is something else you don't know. So many big things are being done without money. And when I say without money, I do not mean money has not been involved in it. I just mean the money did not come from the person who had the, 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 the idea. Do you, get my, do you get my point? The money did not necessarily come from the one with the idea. All the person had was an idea. And... They needed wisdom to know who to talk to. Can someone say praise God? Yeah. Very important. People say that they are limited by lack of funds, but in actual fact, they are not limited by lack of funds. They are limited by lack of wisdom. Wisdom is knowing how to make that dream come true. If you have wisdom, it will show you what to do to make what seems difficult or impossible easy. Now, a, a man told me this was years ago. At the time, he was in his 60s, mid-60s, early 60s. He said to me, he said, God, well, I'm so frustrated. He said, when I was living in Northern Ireland as a young man, the Lord gave me a word. And the word the Lord gave to me was, I would, I would establish this thing. He told me what it was. He said, I will establish this publishing company. I said, then why didn't you? He said, because it was not possible. Is it possible the Lord will tell you to do what is impossible? <laughs> oh yeah, you just missed that. Is it possible the Lord will tell you to do what is impossible? Yes, absolutely. It seems like I'm being very philosophical today. <laughs> is it possible the Lord will tell you to do what is impossible? Yeah. Absolutely. What is impossible to men is, is possible with God. Amen. So it is possible the Lord will tell you to do what is impossible in the natural so that God will show you how possible he can make things be. See, ah, Jesus. He said, look, look at my life today. I am so frustrated. I cannot serve a God who does not do what he says. That's what he told me. Now his life at the time we were speaking was going the opposite direction of what God originally told him when he was a young man. How many of you know that as a young person, God will speak to you about the things that he wants to do with your life? But let me tell you, if you don't employ the wisdom of God, you may not accomplish it. I don't care how big the Lord has spoken to you about the things he wants to do. You've got to have wisdom to see that thing come to manifestation. 
He said it was not possible. Like nobody could do it in my country. Maybe that is why God wanted you to do it. So that God will use you as the pace setter. God will use you as the one who opens the door for others. So God will tell you to do what seems impossible in the natural. Because God alone will take the glory when it's all said and done. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? We cannot look at impossibilities when it comes to the purpose of God for your life. It does not matter how impossible it is in the nation. When God says do it, God wants you to do it. Depend on God. Step out in faith. Pray for wisdom. Apply wisdom. And you see God will bring you all the right connections. And God will make sure that things change in that nation. To see his purpose come to pass. Can someone shout praise the Lord? No. The moment some people see obstacles. Oh that's not possible. It's not possible it cannot be done listen a lot of things that could not be done have been done by men who dared to believe God to see God do what seemed impossible in natural and they trusted God and God moved come on shout praise God can I tell you there are things that have not been done on earth yet don't let nobody tell you all that should be invented or will be invented has been invented. There are things that have not been invented yet. And maybe there is somebody here today that would do what no one has ever done. Amen. I said maybe there is somebody here today under the sound of my voice that would do what nobody has ever done. Amen. Come on now, say praise God. And if you try to do it and they say, no, it's not possible. No one has ever done this. No one dares to do this. You say it is possible and I'm going to get it done because it is the will of God. And guess what? You're going to be the one that will do it first and others will follow. Amen. Come on now, say praise God. Praise God. Amen. So I looked at this friend of mine and I, was, I said to him, come on. You should have stepped into it. Did you do everything you had to do? Well, I, it was not possible. Listen, excuse, 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 excuse. All things, tell somebody all things are possible. Now, the reason why I, I, I approached him the way I did was because he told me the Lord told him. Oh, no. Now, if the Lord told you, that means it could be done. Come on now. If the Lord did not tell you, then that's you trying to flog a dead horse. The horse is dead, is dead. It's not going to carry you. But if the Lord told you, then do it. Then step out in faith and see how the Lord will bring you through. Can someone shout praise God? Praise Proverbs God. chapter 8, verse 10 to 36. This is a long read, but I'll read it. Receive my instruction, listen carefully, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. It's awesome. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way. And the perverse mouth I, I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Praise God. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me. <laughs> I like that. I love those who love me. Mm. And those who seek me diligently 
will find me. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Yes, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. That I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. That I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. Before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting. From the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled. Before the hills I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the, or the fields or the primal dust of the, earth, of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limit. So that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction and be wise. And do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me. Watching daily at my gates. Waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me. Finds life. Hallelujah. Whoever finds wisdom. Find life. Come on and say praise God. Whoever finds me find life. And obtains favor from the Lord. Hallelujah. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Wow. Wow. Do you see that? Wisdom was with God in creation. Hallelujah. Wisdom was with God in creation. It's interesting. When you read this, I mean, when I read this, it, it really opened up my heart. Wisdom was with God. So wisdom is basically saying to us that I was the one God used in creation. Come on now, say amen. God used me in creation. So if God used wisdom in creation, guess what you can also do? You can use wisdom. I believe some people need wisdom in this place this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those who love me. Those who love me. It's important to love wisdom. It's important to seek wisdom. Whoever finds me finds life. You want life? Find wisdom. Come on now, say amen. amen. You want life? You've got to find wisdom. You, you've got to find wisdom. Wisdom is life. Amen. amen. Now listen to this. Wisdom is knowing the right thing to do from the word and doing it. 
Matthew 7, 24 and 25 says to us, He that hears these sayings of mine and do them, I will liken him to a wise man. Mm, you see that? So wisdom is knowing the right thing to do from the word of God. Just like what Jesus said, He that hears these sayings of mine and do them is like a wise man. Did you get that? But he that hears these sayings of mine and do not do them is like what? <laughs> Foolish man. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 5 to 9. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get understanding. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. <laughs> she shall bring thee to honor. When thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Are you seeing all the benefits that we can access through wisdom? Long life. I want to say long life. Good sleep at night. Say good sleep. Notice he said you shall sleep and your sleep shall be sweet. Right? Yeah. Wealth. I want to say wealth. Yeah. All the benefits that we can access through wisdom. Can someone say amen? amen? Now, I want to just run through this and I'll finish with this. How do you access wisdom? How do you access wisdom? I'm glad you asked that question. Number one, ask God for wisdom. <laughs> That's simple, right? James 1.5 says, Let him that lack wisdom ask. Ask from who? Ask from God. Because God giveth to all men liberally. God's liberal when it comes to wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. God will give it to you. <laughs> See, listen, it, it's simple. Just ask. Now we know that God wants you to have wisdom. So we know that when we ask God for wisdom, we're asking according to his word. Correct? And what does the Bible say when we ask according to God's word? He hears us. Is that correct? For this is the confidence we have in him. That if we shall ask anything... According to his will. So it is the will of God for you to have what? Wisdom. So if you shall ask anything according to his will, he does what? He hears you. And if you know that he what? He hears you. Then you have the petition you desire from God. Come on now, say amen. amen. So ask from the Lord. The Bible says, let him that lack wisdom ask of the Lord that give it to all men liberally. God wants to give you wisdom. But you've got to say, Lord, give me wisdom. Number one is to ask God for wisdom. I know it's simple. But see, 
Oh my God. When you look at the lives of people and the kind of choices they make, you can see that it's a total lack of wisdom in their lives. The Bible tells us that there are people we shouldn't hang out with. It's a total lack of wisdom for you to keep hanging out with those the Bible says don't hang out with. Evil communication. Corrupt. Oh, I can handle it. No, the Bible says you cannot. You see, the moment you start contesting the word of God, you start fighting the word of God, now you are now operating in your own stupidity. You see now? See, take the wisdom of God. Receive the wisdom. God says it don't work that way. You say, no, it's okay. It's going to work. It won't work. It will not work. You keep hanging out with those people, they will eventually corrupt you. Listen, the thing about Satan is this. I know people say, oh, you know, Satan is that. Listen, one thing that Satan has is the ability to wait. Listen, uh, Satan is not patient. He's actually more patient than some people. I kid you not when I tell you that. He is actually more patient than some people. Listen, he knows that he, if he keeps pushing that one button for two years, one day you will succumb. He knows that. He's going to wait and just keep pushing that. Eh, 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 thing. Because his ultimate purpose is not just to get you to sin. His ultimate purpose is to stop the purpose of God for your life. One is taking out of the way, so we're good. That is basically what he would say to his demons. One is gone, one is out. So we're good. Next. <laughs> Think about Samson. Samson. Right? You know Samson? This man was so anointed, but he thought he could play around. Hmm? Right? Don't forget, Samson just left the house of a prostitute, of a harlot. When he came out and lifted up the gate, this, the, the gate of the city, and took it up to the hill. Now when he says the gate of the city, he's not talking about the, a door, one small door. No, when it says the gate of the city, the gate of the city was massive. Samson's anointing was still working, even though he just left the house of a harlot. But Satan was watching, little by little. Correct? Keep going. Keep playing around. There he is, watching. What can I do? To cause you to lose your strength. You know what, Delilah? If you would tie my hands and my feet with cords that never been used, all my strength will go. He's a man of God. Right? Samson, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He breaks it off and destroys the Philistines. And Delilah said, you lied to me. 
You say you love me. <laughs> Some of you have heard that before. <laughs> they would say they love. Uh, <laughs> you see, <laughs> there is a place they are going to. They're about to touch something that no man should touch. You say you care about me. They're about to take your crown. And the devil is watching. It might take three months. It might take one year. He's watching. The devil has no patience. <laughs> You've got no idea. He's watching. You say you love me. You lie to me. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, prophet. Oh, was he a prophet? No. What was he? He was a judge. Hey, judge. Mr. Judge. Judge Samson. You should be defending the people of God that the Lord has anointed you to do. That's what he anointed you to do. Why is it that you've left your office? You're not lying on the lap of a woman. And there she is. Asking you all kinds of questions. This, why, why was it that Samson did not come to the realization? This woman wants to destroy me. You see, because when you, when you refuse God's wisdom, you get into foolishness. You can be anointed and foolish. Foolishly anointed. <laughs> because you refuse the wisdom. The wisdom of God. The Bible says here, wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're getting, get wisdom. Forsake her not, and she will preserve you. No, but you don't. You want to do your own. Your own thing. You're smart. You're very smart. You're smarter than God. Okay. So there he was, snoring on the laps of the woman. Uh, Samson, you lied to me. Don't lie to me again, okay? You love me, don't you? Yeah, I love you. Okay. Uh, what, is the, what is the source of your strength? Tell me. Tell me. If you love me, tell me. Ah, no. <laughs> you don't love like that. You don't... <laughs> You, <laughs> it's foolishness. There are things you mustn't tell. You don't love like that. They're trying to take your glory. Don't love like that. They're trying to take the future. Don't love like that. They're trying to take the destiny. Don't love like that. You're being stupid. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, and his soul was vexed unto death. Because she kept pressuring him. She kept pressuring him. She kept pressuring him. She kept pressuring him. And Samson said, okay, I'll tell you. I was born in Nazarene. No razor has ever touched my hair. The day my locks are removed, I'll become like every other man. And the Bible said, Delilah knew that he had told her the truth. 
Satan is smarter than some people. <laughs> she knew he told her the truth. All the truth. Because he opened up his heart to her. Wrong person, wrong place. And he made, she made him sleep. Hey. Many people are sleeping in the wrong house. <laughs> sleeping on the wrong laps. Sleeping with the wrong people. Sleeping in the wrong room. Sleeping in the wrong uh, vicinity. The devil is making you sleep. But there is an ultimate agenda. Ultimate, everyone say ultimate. There is an ultimate purpose for that. You're not just sleeping there. You sleep there once. No. He was sleeping regularly. But it did not happen the same day. It did not happen the first, second, third. But he just kept doing it. And the day came. Delilah said, yes. He's told me the truth. So she gets the Philistines. And she makes him sleep. I don't know what he gave him. But she must have given him something. To make him sleep that deep. And they took and cut off the locks, cut off the thing on his head. And when it was all removed, and they began to torment Samson. And the Bible says, he said to himself, I will get up and do like I've always done. But he did not know the Spirit of God had left him. <laughs> you know, when he leaves, you don't know. People don't know. They think they still have him. That's what the Bible says. To always check yourself to see if you are still in the faith. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. It becomes, it becomes emotionalism. It becomes this, you know, I feel goosebumps. Listen, the presence of God is not, it's not goosebumps. He did not know. And he said, oh, get up. And he tried to get up. He couldn't. This, this man with a big dream and a big vision because of a lack of wisdom. Began to grind at the mill. He was used like a donkey. Are you listening to me? They, they took out his eyes. What does that mean? His vision was gone. His vision was gone. See, that was the ultimate purpose. Remove the vision. Because see your eyes, they are symbolic to vision. God said to Jeremiah, lift your eyes. What do you see? He told him, he said, you have seen well. I will hasten my word to perform what you have seen. <laughs> what do you see? When your eyes are removed, your vision is removed. The eyes there is a representation of vision. The ultimate purpose for your life can be ruined. And the man's ultimate purpose was cut short. Why? Because he refused to listen to the wisdom of God. God said, no, 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 don't go there. You say, no, I will. I'll go there. I'll, I'll do it. So you're playing around. And then it comes back to bite you. How do you get wisdom? <laughs> Lord, give me wisdom. I want to know what to do. 
I don't want to make dumb decisions. Give me wisdom. In Jesus' name. Number two. How do you get wisdom? How do you access wisdom? The, there is an impartation of wisdom or the spirit of wisdom. The Bible says Joshua had wisdom. Why? Because Moses, the man of God, had laid his hand upon him. I want to say the spirit of wisdom. Number three, how do you get wisdom? Age. I want to say age. Oh, that's important. You don't know that's important. That's important. Proverbs 20, 29. The glory of young men is their strength. What's the glory of young men? Their physical strength. And the beauty of old men is their gray head. Suggesting wisdom and experience. <laughs> Some things, listen to what I wrote down here. Some things come with time and experience. Normally, the older you get, the wiser you become. That is a fact. When you meet with seasoned ministers of the gospel, they say just a little and it takes you a month to digest. The young speaks academically, but the old speaks experientially. I'll say that again. The young speaks academically, the old speaks experientially. <laughs> hey, don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, this is old school. Okay. 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 One day you also will be old school. Have you noticed? Yes. Have you noticed that young school becomes old school? Yes. And when young school becomes old school, young school begins to speak to. Old school begin to speak to young school. Who will say to old school, you are old school. And this young school also becomes old school. That's how it works in life. Mm. The young will speak academically. The old will speak experientially. Don't do that. It's deep. You don't know. You think they're just saying don't do that. There's a reason behind don't do that. And there is something they also did. That they don't want you to do. There's a reason they're telling you don't do. Because they don't want you to go through what they went through. Hey, glory to God. See, it's when people love you, they tell you your mouth things. Hmm? Bro, you need some mint. Because they love you, they tell you that. Is that correct? No, I'm not saying that to Amos. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you know what I'm trying to imply. When they love you, they tell you the truth. Don't. Don't go there. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. Listen. Listen. There's a reason. But tell me why. You can't understand even if I told you. You, you can't understand. Some things come by experience. <laughs> but later you will know why. You shouldn't have done that. You, should, you will know. Oh, praise God. Thank you for telling me. Learn to be quiet, listen and observe in the presence of the elderly, for they have vast experience that you can draw from. There are people I hang with, I don't speak, I hardly speak, I just keep quiet and listen. I just listen. 
There are people that have done this longer than I. You don't hang out with a man of God that's been in ministry for 50 years and just talk to him. You listen to him talk to you. <laughs> you don't sit with them and begin to compare scripture. You listen. You li just listen. Pay attention. Be very observant. You have one mouth and two ears. Close one, listen with the two. I'm a, I kid you not. This is, this is going to help. But you see, sometimes you see young people, they always want to talk. They always want to... Uh, they, 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 they are even... Oh my God. Talking back and trying to prove something. Listen, I don't try to prove anything when I meet with people that are more experienced. And neither am I saying that I take everything they say, line, hook, and sinker. But I've learned to eat the meat and throw the bone away. I just, but I listen. Listen. Mm. Ah, okay. <laughs> I got something there. That's wisdom. Can someone say amen? amen? Learn to be quiet. Look at what it says in Titus chapter 2, 3 to 8. Don't turn it, just listen to it. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women. Watch that. The older women, Titus chapter 2, the older women to teach the younger women. Likewise, teach young men. In other words, older men to teach younger men. See, there is a reason why Paul wrote this to Titus. Let the older teach the younger. Why? Because the older don't just teach by speaking. They teach by living. <laughs> They teach by living. The older will teach what they've done. The older will teach what they have experienced. The older will pass it on to the younger. Can someone shout praise God? Very important stuff. These are the ways to get wisdom. These are the ways to get wisdom, people. Can someone say, I heard the story of this young entrepreneur. The guy said, I want to build a big business. He wanted to build his business. You know what he did? He went to five millionaires. You know, they say, if you want to be a millionaire. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> he went to five millionaires and he offered each of them $100 for an hour. He said, I want to pick their brain. And I would offer each of them an $100 for, for one hour. So fortunately for him, they all accepted. Each of them gave him an hour. And he sat with them. After one hour of pouring into him, he offered them the 100 each of them. None of them took it. They were impressed to see a young man who wanted to pick their brain. Are you listening to me? Success is not very difficult. You don't want to be, you want to be an eagle, but you're flying with pigeons. Hello? See, it, it, there's something about just humbling yourself to learn from those who are better. And now in this case, we're not just talking about age. We're talking about experience. Are you listening to me? 
the person you learn from may not be, may be younger than you. But it's okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes, I mean, let's flip this. Sometimes what has your age even done for you? We are not age mates, and so? What has your age done for you? What has your age done? Huh? Somebody says a number. What? <laughs> no, let's flip it. I mean, there are two sides of every coin. What has the age done? Oh, I'm not your age mate. Okay, I see. What has your age done? Listen to me when I talk. No, I don't think in that case they should listen. <laughs> because, no, you want to be listening to somebody who is doing something. Who is accomplishing something. Come on now. You want to be listening to somebody who is going somewhere. All right, if you're going nowhere, who should listen to you? No, I don't want to listen to you because you're going nowhere. If somebody is listening to somebody who is going nowhere, they will also go nowhere. Because if you're going to no destination, you're also taking the person to where? Uh-huh. Is this true? Last but not the least, I'll finish with this. How do you access wisdom? I talked about the spirit of wisdom, number three. And number four, the word of wisdom. The word, what's the word of wisdom? Watch this. Remember the scripture that I just recited? Joshua had wisdom because Moses, the man of God, laid his hands upon him. So Joshua had the spirit of wisdom by impartation. But watch this. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, God said to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt what? Meditate on it day and night, so that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. Then, everyone say then. Yeah. Then shall you make your way prosperous, and you will have good what? Success. So even though Joshua had the spirit of wisdom by impartation, God still required that Joshua will still draw from wisdom, draw wisdom from the word. You see, there is wisdom by the word. In actual fact, the word of God is the source of wisdom. Yeah. Remember I told you that I'm going to show you how to also retain wisdom? The way to retain wisdom is by staying in the word. <laughs> Everyone who loves the word will retain wisdom. Amen. See, remember the Bible says where we read that retain wisdom. In other words, you can lose wisdom. To retain wisdom requires that you stay in the word. Because the word is the fountain of wisdom. I said the word is the fountain of wisdom. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? It's the source of wisdom. Everyone who truly loves the word will operate in wisdom. That's a fact. Daniel 2, uh, 9, 2, what does it say? Watch this, watch this. Daniel 9, 2, I'll finish with this. He said, in the first year of his reign... I, Daniel, understood by books. <laughs> now, not any book. The book. The book. Watch this. I, Daniel, understood by the books. The number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through the prophet Jeremiah. So he was not just reading any book. He was reading the word of God. I understood by reading. Is retained through reading the word. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I, Daniel, understood by books. I read the book. What it says, 
We are not supposed to stay in Babylon for more than 70 years. The only way I could know it is by reading what the prophet Jeremiah said. Wisdom came. Can someone say praise God? So these are the ways to access wisdom. Ask for wisdom. What's ask for wisdom? Number one, that's actually number two. There is an impartation of the spirit of wisdom. Number three, that was the word of wisdom. Sorry, number three is what? Age. Thank you. Age. Hey, glory to God. Age, experience. And number four, the word of wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Can you come over here, please? Thank you, Jesus. See, when you talk about wealth, when you talk about expansion, when you talk about increase in any area of life, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in business, whether it's financial, whether it's in your home, whether it's in marriage, even raising your kids require wisdom. We had a meeting with parents here the other day, last week, and we told the parents that came to the meeting, it is not our job to train your children. And that is very important. We don't train your kids. In actual fact, we give your kids just a small percentage. If you don't train them well at home, It's your job to train your children. Are you listening to me? Every parent's job is, is to train. You train your children. You don't bring them to... You know, people go, take them to daycare. Take them to a church, children's church. Praise God for daycare. Praise God for children's church. But ultimately, you train your kids. It is what you give them at home that they reproduce outside. Hallelujah. Business, you need wisdom. In relationships, you need wisdom. You need wisdom, people, in everything you do. In your studies, you need wisdom. Can someone say praise God? Amen.